West Ham United are looking to bounce back from their poor loss against Manchester United with a win against Mikel Arteta's Arsenal on Sunday. Moyes is named as top summer transfer targets and Ethan and I discuss the London staging. All of this and more to come on the Talking Irons podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Talking Irons podcast. My name is Jack Hobbs and I'm joined as always with my co-host Ethan. Hi Ethan. I'm good Jack. I'm good you. Yeah mate, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all good. Um, I'm going to start quickly off by apologising to our beautiful listeners out there for um, not having the podcast up last week. We had some technical issues. Um, Nothing to do with me forgetting a password at all. No, not at nothing, all. Nothing on podcast. my part. I don't, I don't know what went wrong We had the all. podcast all recorded and ready and edited. It was ready to go. Um, and then he got the password. So, um, yeah. So that is up. Now that is now up. So you may as well go back and listen to that one now and then listen to this. So we're treating you and you've got, you've got two podcasts. So yeah, I think we're going to kick off with the United game last week. Um, we lost one nil again away at Old Trafford. And I think I'll be the first to say, and I don't think you're going to disagree with me that it was a very disappointing performance. Um, I thought we were extremely negative in the lineup. It was just not not positive whatsoever. And if you if you saw how many injuries they had, then we, I just don't get why we were that negative from the get go. To be honest, what what are your thoughts on it, Ethan? Uh, what are my thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree there, mate. Very de- negative team put out, really. Uh, like always, against we've seen it kind of against his top six, and I take it you're watching the Brian game, so you've just seen that miss that they've had. Oh, yeah. um, that's number one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very negative, really. Negative from the outset. I was kind of like, oh, here we go again. And it was just it was just negative football, really. It was Defensively, I thought it was good, apart from obviously Craig Dawson scoring a header. He is human, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I think defensively we were good again. Um, yeah, we, the, the lineups didn't help us at all. I think um, didn't Noble start? Yeah, he did, didn't he? So yes, Noble started. And um, sorry, I don't really want to be reminded of it, of it, Jack. But you know, Noble started. Um, uh, we lost four nails through injury, so he didn't start the game. Uh, obviously, we couldn't play Lingard because he can't play against United. But yeah, we started Noble in midfield instead of Ben Rama, which was a bit, mm, bit iffy, bit of an iffy choice in my opinion anyway. Um yeah, but it's just very negative because when Ben Rama starts, we we tend to tend to go on a win. So I don't understand why Ben Rama's not getting started, to be honest. I just think we've seen it time and time again against like teams that kind of have that attack, a very good attack. Like Liverpool. And um Man United, especially Man United. Yeah. And I think we just need to not do have that negative outset against top six sides because last season, last season, happily take a point at Old Trafford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just this season the fact that we're playing good football and playing well, and we've got that momentum. We just kind of need to have, keep that momentum and yeah, it was just very you know, keep it going by getting wins and going at teams instead yeah. of like sitting back and being defensive and going. Well, the point will do. Yeah, 100%. It's just, 
he, you know, I agree with what you're saying there. He he seems to set up against some of the bigger teams. Like he did it against, he's done it against United twice. Now he's done it against Liverpool twice, very negatively, and we get punished for it because when we play good football, we we, we get results and we win and we score. It, it really um, it sort of suffocates our attack sometimes. Um, yeah, but the lineup. As soon as everyone saw it, we we all sort of knew what was going to happen. To be honest. There's no, it's nothing against Noble or anything like that, but yeah, I, 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 <laughs> we don't need to really talk about that to be honest. But I think what we will talk about, I think Bowen has been quite poor for the last month. I would say I don't think he's. I can't put my finger on why though. I, I think Moyes came out and said something about it, and I agree to some extent. Is that the fact that he has played pretty much every single game for us this year? Yeah, are a couple, so he is exhausted. Maybe, maybe that could be it. He could be tired. True, um, true. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe that is what it is. Maybe he's just a bit um, lacking confidence. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to tell, isn't it? But you'd hope that he gets his form back soon because he's. I don't want to say he's been dead weight, but he's not done a lot. Much. He's not done much. In the yeah, the last month, as I said, but hopefully he gets back to back to the bone we know because on his day he's a fantastic player. Hundred um, percent on his day he's a fantastic I player. Don't, I think. I don't think he should. I'll, I'll just speak about him a bit. I think he's kind of he's not slacked off, and as he said, it's kind of is down to you know fitness and kind of the fact that he's played it week in week out really. Yeah. And I think he just needs kind of a rest, and then getting back into the squad. And I think hopefully he'll. Crack on this week against Arsenal tomorrow, which we'll get on to later. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think that it would help as well because giving Bowen a rest gives Ben Rama the opportunity to play, and that's what we should be doing. So fingers crossed, Moy is actually sensible and starts Ben Rama against Arsenal because that's the right call in my opinion, anyway. Because um, then Ben Rama picks up confidence, and then Bowen gets a rest. But yeah, with the with the United game, yeah, we we played quite. Yeah, as you said, we played quite bad, not badly, but not very well. We are good defensively, but attackingly we were, as I said, quite suffocated. But this is the problem with Moyes sometimes. He's quite stubborn and he doesn't bring, he doesn't like to change it up very often. You know what I mean? He makes his substitutions yeah. way too late. And he didn't bring, he brought Lanzini and Ben Rammer on, but it was around the 70th or 60th minute. So it was a bit, it was a bit I think that was the 70th minute, wasn't it? It was too late. But yeah, they should have. They should have just started the game, to be honest. Because when they did come on, they changed it. So it just makes no no sense to me, to be honest. Because when they don't play, well, when Ben Rama doesn't play, definitely, it's just we don't play as well usually. So yeah, we'll have to see if Moyes actually starts him against Arsenal, and you'd, you'd like to think he would. But yeah, no, it's a shame. It's a really big. Um, it's a disappointment that we didn't get anything from that game because they were missing a lot of players. Then they had Pogba out, had Cavani out, Martial was out. Yeah. Rashford only got back in very late. Fred was injured. Yeah, they had loads of players out, and it was a, it was a massive opportunity just to go and get three points at Old Trafford. I just I just think they were there for the taking. We were, and I think we kind of, and we we bottled it. So, but then again, you can argue that Man United had just come off like obviously they beat Man City, and then did they have a European yeah. game before that? Yeah, I agree, but. They, so you can say 
well, was kind of against up, City. I watched that game against City, and yeah, it's a it's a great win for them, obviously, but they weren't very good in that game. City, it was it was a quite a bad game to watch. City weren't great, and United weren't great, but United just put their chances away. So, yeah, it was definitely definitely an opportunity there for the taking, which we've missed out on. But I guess we're gonna have to move on from that now. So. Yeah, we've, we don't play United again, so thankfully. So that's them done for this season. I think we'll move now, move on now to the transfer section, which is our favourite section, isn't it? Yep, it certainly is. And it's the same transfer targets as always, but more in-depth knowledge. Yeah, but we've got more on them now this time. Right, we're going to start off with some great news. So we want to sign Jesse Lingard permanently and he wants to stay. Which is what we to see. And it's thought that he would cost around £50 million because he's going to turn 29, I believe, in the summer. Yeah. I think £50 million is a very fair deal. I would be happy yeah. to pay that. Yeah, got, that's got to be one of the priorities, get him signed up um, and get that sorted. So that's great. <laughs> what are your thoughts? You happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Even, you know, maybe throwing Lanzini. Um, I wouldn't throw the Manzini. I don't think he's. Oh, I don't know what to do without him. He's, he's... Uh, yeah, he's a sign that we need. Yeah. We need to make him permanent, in my opinion, because. 100%. Just sick back. The game against Manchester United proved it. Proved that without like Lanzini, I know people have said before we. No. Without Lanzini, without Lingard, even. Uh, without um, Lingard, we kind of like just struggle, even though we don't. Yeah, we don't struggle, that, but he he takes us to another level. Yeah, he makes us tick with like more creativity. Yeah, he's great. He, side with Lingard in there, massive impact. And it's something we've spoken about time and time again, haven't we? Really, Jack, that creativity that we've not had. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking on Lanzini, actually, something's come out today that they have spoken to him about what he'd eventually do, like moving him on, is if where he where he'd eventually want to go to when he leaves. I think he said that he wants to go, he'd want to go back to South America. I think he wants to I think he'd want a return to River Plate. So that could be a possible option for him if we try to sell him this summer, which we're apparently looking to do. Um I wouldn't be happy about that personally because I want to get a decent amount of money for him to be honest. He's 27. He could still do a job somewhere else. It's not what what if we give him to River Plate. How how much would you be willing to sell him for though? Ten is what I'd want. Yeah, but who? Like speaking, is because how much do we pay for him from um whatever club we got him from? Nine. Nine million. So if you think about it, then realistically, at this coming, he's not he's not in form. He's scored one goal in like two years. But he's twenty seven. Yeah, but you've got to think about who he's gonna. Buy him at this current the way that he's playing. No one's going to want. Uh, he doesn't work in this league, but I think he'd. I think he'd still do well in maybe Italy or, uh, America. Sorry, Spain. <laughs> um, I think he'd do well there, and I, I personally see him going to a club like Sevilla or like Villarreal. To be honest, I don't know. Uh, I, I just, I just think we'll not get as much as people are hoping that we'll. I get don't from... think we will either because we always undersell. You know, what I mean, we overbuy and undersell. Yeah. So we will probably get probably accept like eight million from <laughs> I don't even know oh, from Getafe or something like that. Probably. I think fifteen million pounds is a fair price, to be honest. But 
that's probably not going to happen. Moving on from that, striker targets. One that we've talked about, obviously, is Adam Armstrong. And it's come out that he is Moy's number one target for the summer. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. I agree with that. And I've seen, like, kind of some people disagree with it. Yeah. Which I just don't get. But I think he's one thing that he's kind of dried up at in, like, the last couple of weeks slash month. Yeah, I, think I know he's been injured. One goal in two or three months, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I know he's been injured and stuff. Has he? And Blackburn have kind of struggled recently. They had a good start to the season. Yeah. But they've just dropped off a bit. I'm happy that he's a top target, but I don't think he should be the number one target. I yeah. think he should be getting two and him being one of them. I would personally want us to get Tony as our first target and then get Armstrong as well. Because we spoke about this last week or the week before where Armstrong can play anywhere across the front three. Um, yeah. Whereas we want a complete striker. Do you know what I mean? So we want Tony as the first like proper striker. And then we have Armstrong who can play left wing, right wing and striker. So it just fits yeah, in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Like it makes our squad more fluid. Because we but, have spoken about how we do need like someone who can play all three positions yeah. at, across the forward area in terms of obviously getting a striker in and like a winger. But obviously Armstrong can do both. So that's kind of a good signing if we do get him. As you mentioned, they can play anywhere along the front three. Yeah, I'd be very happy with signing Armstrong. He's um, 23, 24 years old, 19 league goals this season. I think he's got another one in the EFL Cup, so he's got 20 goals. Yeah, but he's a very good player, very fast and very Moyes-like. I think, was it 15 to 25 million they want for him, which is a very good deal. You, could, I, I would, I'd be happy to see us pay that. Coming off that, it's come up. So it said that Lingard and two strikers are the priority for Moyes in the summer market. So obviously Armstrong is one of those striker targets. Then Lingard is speech for itself. So who do you think the other striker should be? What, in terms of after Ivan Tony or? No, after Armstrong. Probably Ivan, Ivan Tony or, or um, El Nezri. Yeah, Nezri. Yeah, I agree with that. I either there are four strikers that I would want us to be looking in looking into this summer, and that is Armstrong, Tony, and Nezri and Tammy Abraham. Yeah, Tammy Abraham's a I think changing that then, I think Tammy Abraham's kind of has to kind of be our top priority again as well. If that's the case, because I agree, but I don't I don't see it happening because I, I could see him. Who would you rather have? Abraham or Tony? A starting striker next season, who would you rather have? Oh, that's that's difficult, that is. Because I'd rather go Abraham because Premier League experience. That's true. I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to say Tony because, you know, hype. I'm, I, I watched the game yesterday and he was, not yesterday, sorry, earlier today against Forrest and he was class again. So he scored again, obviously. that I think that was his... 28. 28th goal, and I think like 17 of them have been penalties or whatever. He's not quite sure. Quite a few penalties, but he's a very, very good player. No, he's, he's, he's a quality. Tony's a very good player. Like, I would I'd definitely like to see us see us go for him. But I don't I don't see it happening. One of two reasons, like the two two reasons I've got is Brentford could go up, and I think someone else might might nick him. Or Brentford might keep him. 
Yeah, I don't think if Brentford don't if Brentford yeah, if Brentford go up, they'll keep him. If they don't, then they will sell him. Well, I wonder what the odds are for uh, Tony to leave and then Brentford to sign Albion Ajeti, and Ajeti becomes like a really good striker. You you just you just know it would happen, wouldn't you? Like <laughs> they'll sign oh. Tony Martinez from Porto. Martinez went. That's a good shout, though. We could try and get him back, but I don't get why we sold him in the first place. Do I. It's you know. not going to happen. We're not going to buy him back. But, um, have we got any other transfer targets then that we need to discuss at the moment? Yeah, um, you were speaking about in Nesri, and we are expected to go back in for him. And I think he's rated now at £40 million. So he's obviously sort of burst more into the scene now. With We, we kind of knew this was going to happen, though. We kind of could see it coming, the fact that if we'd have... The fact is, though, if we'd have signed him, he'd be he'd have dried up by now and not been scoring goals. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't. But then I do like Nesri. The more I've watched him, the more I I do think he's a better striker than I gave him credit for. But I don't know if he suits us or not. You know what I mean? I I I still have yeah. to keep about that one. Also, we'll have to see what happens. To be honest, we're not key scouts, so. True, not <laughs> um, scouts. Man got the last target here it's one that's come out very recently so about like 10 minutes before we started this um we apparently have an agreement in the summer to sign napoli center back uh miloka maximovic he was that he's a 29 year old serbian center back that we we had a 14 million pound bid rejected in the summer for him and he goes on a free this summer and apparently we've uh agreed a deal for him which I'm not too sure about. I would. I'm, I mean, I'm happy with it because it's a centre back, and obviously with Balbuena going. Yeah, that that's the only getting one in our three. But my reasoning is why we just not keep Balbuena because this guy's going to want a lot of wages, isn't he? He's from Napoli. He's definitely going to be on higher wages. I'd rather just keep Balbuena because this guy could be awful. We don't know. Yeah. And Balbuena's, I don't think they're the same age. I don't. I don't see the. I don't think he, he doesn't start for Napoli, so he's kind of like a third choice centre back anyway. I just don't see the behind Koulibaly and Monolas. Yeah, I just literally don't see the point, to be honest. Yeah, he's a bit. It's mm. one of those. And he's not young either, do you know what I mean? So that would mean we have Ogbon and Dawson and this guy that are all over 30. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him and, you know, obviously see if we get Dawson. Dawson will happen because he we um, activate that clause in a couple of games. I think the game after this, he is a permanent West Ham player. Fair enough, fair enough. So I think that wraps up the transfer section today. Um, now I'm going to move on to like I'm going to I'm going to start each week. We're going to introduce something new. It's called question time. So I'm going to either me or Ethan are going to think of a question, a West Ham related question, obviously before the podcast, and we're going to um, ask each other those questions in this section. So. My one this week is, would you take no new transfers at West Ham for two years, so that's four windows, if it meant that the owners sorted out the stadium so they converted it into a proper football stadium where the seats are close to the pitch and they also made the seats claret and blue colours instead of white? Would you Would you take that? Uh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd still like to see transfers because I think... Without transfers, we're going to struggle on the yeah. pitch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fussed about off the pitch stuff at the moment. In terms of, well, I am and I'm not. But it's like the stadium isn't. It's not up to fit. 
it's not up to what it was expected to be and what the owners promised. Yeah. But I feel like that doesn't kind of affect us at the moment, obviously, with no fans being in COVID. Yeah. So I'd say, obviously, spending money on transfers is the most important bit. Because, obviously, we've mentioned time and time again that we need a strike, we need a winger. We need to bring those players. And if Moises to... I watched the interview that the club put out the other day about him laying the foundations and stuff. Yeah. Bringing in Owen and Suchek. And I think we kind of still need to have that foundation, still need to bring in those players that Moyes can shape his squad around and make his own, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, me personally, I would, I would take that. If it meant that we got the stadium properly sorted and everything, I would take that. It made the atmosphere 10 times better. People would enjoy going there again. And yeah, it's got such a good potential because it's, it's a nice place. It's a nice stadium, to be honest. It's just the inside's a bit naff. But I agree what you mean about transfers. We, would, we could potentially struggle, especially if we lost players. But I think if we said... It's, it's sort of like a self-imposed transfer ban. Like we're not going to sell players. We're not going to sign them either. You know what I mean? Because it, it's just getting something done. You know, setting like you said, it's, it's technically setting the foundations because we're setting the foundations for our stadium. Yeah. Does that change your mind, or are you still no? <laughs> uh, no, I'm still no. I think as well. I saw something earlier about the um, West Ham United sign from the old ground from Upton Park, mm. and the owners yeah. refusing to buy it for like nine k. Yeah, it was literally eight grand. Um, but actually, about that, uh, you know, Bazinga, the YouTuber. Yeah, he's offered to pay for it. He's gonna. He's, they're asking. He's asking around to find out who's selling it, and I think he's gonna buy it for the club. Fair enough. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be nice to have that back, wouldn't it? I don't see why they wouldn't do that. It's only it's eight. Yeah, grand. but I don't see why it's not ours anyway because it was our ground. So yeah, I have no ours. idea. It must have got sold off, but it's it's. I think that's poor from the owners. It's eight. Eight grand, that's literally like £2.50 to them, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, but it's not, is it? Because it's it's our owners, so yeah, I know, I know, but it's, I don't see like it's just such a little thing like that which makes fans happier and it makes yeah. the stadium better. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, because you could use it as like, I don't know what you could use it as. You can just stick it outside the stadium or you can like put it inside the, you can put it anywhere, and it, and it yeah, I don't. <laughs> it baffles me. It's just such a little thing that they could have done. But yeah, like just little things like that they could they could do to improve the stadium. Cause what are your current thoughts on the stadium? Like I've I've been like once or twice. Yeah. And I just think I think it's all right. I'm 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 not where I sat because I went for the FA Cup game against West Brom last season. Oh god, yeah, I went there as well. It was awful. Yeah. I thought I think like going around the stadium's a bit all right. It's not that bad. It's the the one thing I hate is the whole going through the shopping centre thing. Yeah, I don't go through the shopping centre, but with the traffic system, I've had a season ticket there for the last two or three years, and I I do like it, but it's not going to be the same. You know what I mean? I yeah, I think it's a nice stadium. It's just not what we were promised and. Because I never got the opportunity to go up some park, so yeah. I don't know if you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I went. I went a bit. I didn't have a season but, about them though, unfortunately. But it's just like it's just not a foot. It's just not a football ground. It's just no. it's the view is all right. It just feels like a soulless bowl. Yeah, it's oh, 
yeah like i don't mind my view from where i sit because it's not that bad it's not like you can see everything you just can't there's just no atmosphere that's the bad there's no atmosphere and yeah there, there is on like a derby day sometimes it's better on a derby day but sometimes it is it is dead in there it's it's bad but it's, it's just a difficult one isn't it like because you everyone has been split up as well so all the groups that would have been charting normally they're in different areas of the stadium now so it's 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 yeah, it's just a very different different atmosphere. Because I remember I was trying to start a chant once in my in my section, and people turned around and told me to shut up. Like, it's just right. it's a football game. I was trying to start a chant. I wasn't being rude or anything, and literally they were telling me to shut up. It was like it's like I was at, at the theatre. Yeah, it's just people like that who are idiots, really. Yeah, there are a lot More of than that, there are a lot of fake fans in the stadium just because it's we've got cheap cheap season tickets and it's very easy to get to yeah it's a massive problem I, I think there's not really a way you can eradicate that but they should look into it because there's not there's fans that like dialed fans and they can't get in because there are people that aren't fans that are taking up their spaces so if you could would you go back to the Upton Park 100% because even though I didn't go I just knew how good the atmosphere was yeah because the people who I knew who had gone watching it on TV as well. Yeah. The fact that the atmosphere was just that good. I'd go back in a heartbeat because we could have we could have just extended it. We could That's have, what I think know. we should have done. But I'm actually going to say no, I wouldn't go back because I think it was the right step. Do you think it was the right step at the time? No. Not at the time, no. But it is the right move. We should have... What we should have done... Should have stayed there. We should have bought. We should. We should still do this. We should buy the London Stadium. We should have stayed at Upton Park for about two or three more years, and we should have just built like the stadium properly, like renovated it so it's actually a proper yeah. arena. That's what we should have done, but we didn't do that. So, yeah, that is um, it's a real shame to be honest that we didn't do that because that would have worked out well. It's what Spurs did, but exactly. Look how that's turned out for them. Oh, they they got knocked out for every, anyone who doesn't know. I'm sure everyone knows they, they got knocked out by Dynamo Zag Zagib Zagreb Zagreb yeah Zagreb didn't good, they? Good performance by Zagreb. Oh no yeah, they were, they were great. Orsic got a hat trick. Orsic was brilliant. Turned into Dimitri Payet. Um, yeah, the fantastic game he did. But yeah, no, I I like I said, I I I wouldn't go back. It was the right move to go. Like, it was the right thing to do. The right move for the future, and I think it will pay off at some point. It's, I think it's paying off now, really. Like we, we yeah. do attract players because of it. I do, I do stand by that. It does attract better players, and it it, it attracted Pellegrini at the time, didn't it? Yeah. So, got to look at it like that. If we were still at Upton Park, would he have come? Potentially not. A lot of the players yeah. potentially wouldn't have come because they're not. They don't see that ambition, do they? No, they don't. So, although I would lo- I would do anything to go back and experience it again. Because an example of a stadium I quite like in the way that it's designed is the Amex. I think the oh, Amex looks pretty nice. I agree. I do like the Amex. If we had a stadium design like that, I'd love it. Yeah, not as smaller, but not not as small. Like say fifty thousand. Yeah, I would fifty five. I would I would sacrifice some of some of the capacity for a good stadium. It's just a really nicely designed stadium. It is, yeah. 
The story about Heinrich is pretty good as well. Um, oh, yeah. I think we're now going to move on to our last topic of the evening, and that is tomorrow's game against Arsenal. What are your, what are your immediate thoughts? Uh, it's going to be a tough one. I've watched Arsenal a couple of times over the last couple of weeks because my flatmate's an Arsenal fan, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll pour him. Um, and I've kind of watched them a bit, and they're a really good side at the moment. They kind of turn. They kind of playing good football now. They kind of had that rough patch, kind of had that rough patch uh, a bit, and I think they've come on leaps and bounds since then. I don't know what what what's made them tick at the moment, but it's they're looking really positive going forward. Yeah, they're just defensively. Some defensively, they still look a bit. No, yeah, still looking good. Times. Yeah, they, like they don't help themselves. Like the goal against Burnley that they conceded. Yeah, they, they, they make stupid errors. Yeah, they make stupid mistakes. And we'll just see what happens tomorrow. I think it's going to be a tough test. We need to start a positive team and not have this absolute... Nancy stuff. We can't... We negative can't. Nancy, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. They're, they're starting to pick up form now, so we have to take it seriously. We can't... We cannot... Stupid negative tactics against them again because it won't work. It doesn't work. I don't. I can't remember a time it has worked. Um, we just... Yeah, we, we, need to, we need to be serious about it and... Get, go at them from the get-go because when we do, if we do that, we'll get something from it. And Arsenal have defensive weaknesses that we we can and should be taking advantage of. Mm. If we let them the ball, they will win. They will score. Like because as we know, like we can be winning against Arsenal. And if you switch off, they punish you because they did it oh, last yeah. year. We won the up. We we lost three. We lost three one. So yeah, we really do need to be switched on because they will. They will punish for our, punish our mistakes. Um, we'll have four now as back for this game and Lingard, which is a massive boost. You've got you've got to hope that Ben Rama starts personally. Would you agree? Yeah, I think I think Ben Rama has to start because we do need that. We just need that creativity, really. Him and him four now and Lingard. Oh, Lingard play him four now and Lingard. Question for you, and I kind of suggested it or thought of it a couple of times. So yeah. we're running you through like kind of an attacking formation, but a change to the defence as well. Would if we go to five at the back, yeah. Would you play four nars in the middle with Suchek and have Rice as centre back? Or no. no? Is that another one of my hot takes? Yeah, not happening. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I just wastes him. Like he, I think he is good. It's a good option to have because he can play there. But I just don't think that we need it. And he he's wasted at centre back. Completely wasted there because he's so good going forward. Yeah, fair enough. So thank you for your your offer, but no. <laughs> um, oh, what, so, what, what would your what would your lineup be for? So I'm gonna go Fabianski. Of course. Diop and Dawson. Creswell left back. Yep. Right back is, you know what? And I think for the sake of it, and you're probably going to disagree with me, and I think he needs a bit of a rest, I'm going to go Fredericks at right back instead of Soufal because I think Soufal needs a rest. As you mentioned earlier with Bowen. Yeah. Soufal has really played pretty much every game. Yeah, but Soufal has played every game and been good. Yeah. I don't think he still needs that. Unless we have Fredericks at like we did against Villa. I think if he needs a break, we'll bring him on. I don't I, I don't think 
But fair play. Okay, then we'll start Sue Sue Fall at right back. Yeah. Sue Fall likes playing. Right mid. So I'm going 4 4 1 1 with this. Right. So 4 4 1 1 formation. Okay. Uh, Bowen at right mid. Centre midfield of Suchek and Rice. Yeah. Left midfielder, Ben Rama. Yeah. Lingard at centre attacking midfielder. Yeah. And then Antonio up top. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I'd do the same. Uh, I'd go 4-3, 4-2-3-1. So, yeah, um, Fabianski. 4-2-3-1. Yeah, Fabianski in goal. Crespol, Dawson, Diop, Sufal, Suchek, Rice, Ben Rama, Fornals, Lingard, Antonio up top. I think so, who are you playing on the right, sorry? Uh, Lingard. Fair enough. I think that team gets our something from the game. Yeah. And hopefully Ben Rama gets his first goal. Hopefully. And saying hopefully. that for the last four months. Yeah, we have. <laughs> He'll get one. He'll get He'll one. Get it. He, he's, not, he's not even been bad, has he? He's been good. He's, he's been good. For him. You know, more, I saw Moyes was saying that he needs to stop shooting. Why is he, he's, yeah. I think he's not going to stop shooting. He needs to score. Uh, I do blame Moyes that he has not, he hasn't scored yet. No, nah, I think he means like the shots where he has from like outside the box. No, because he needs to do that because he's not really going to score really, is he? Otherwise, he, um, when he, when he played against Leeds, he was, he was amazing and he, he had so many chances because he kept shooting and they were all close. But he's not, since then, I can't really think of a big chance he's had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Morris is telling him to not shoot. Yeah, I get what you mean. Which is sort of suffocating. Like, keep saying suffocating, but it's true. It is suffocating him a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, predictions. Predictions, right. I am going to go 2 on West Ham. Ben Rama and Antonio to score. Actually, no. Ben Rama and four hours to score. I'm going 2-0 to West Ham United. Okay. And I'm going Lingard. Yep. And purely for the fact that I have a bet on him. Okay. Um, when the fun stops, stop. Uh, Craig Dawson. All right. Yeah, he's going to rectify his own goal. Um, yeah, I reckon Lacazette will score against us. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a tricky game, but I do think we'll win it. 100%. It depends, though, on the lineup. If the lineup's good, we win. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I think that is that everything we've got for today. Unless I you've got that's a... everything. We've... Yeah, I think that's everything we've got for today. It's kind of been a short one because it's not been. Yeah, it's not really been much going on at the moment. Yeah, hopefully, be, hopefully there'll be more stuff happening soon. Yeah, but anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, feel free to check out all of our other podcasts on Spotify. Make sure to follow Ethan Nine on Twitter. Follow the Talking Irons Twitter account. Um, one thing I have to say: Come on, you Irons! Come on, you Irons! Let me take you to the